The songs of the 50 states, the songs of the 50 states The time has come for us to sing about a certain place Where everything is in the control Of people who are down in a hole The songs of the 50 states, the songs of the 50 states No two alike but each connected by a golden thread I'll try not to forget all the words And leave that job to those who have heard State songs, state songs I can't wait for my favorite one I'm not gonna say they're great I ain't gonna say they ain't But I recall and will relate The words and music of the 50 songs The 50 states, the songs of the 50 states The time is nigh for us to sigh About a certain place Where everything is in the control Of people who are under the ground Alright, I'm recording on my end You're recording on your dealie? Yep, oh, I'm gonna do a, a slate real quick for syncing purposes, <laughs> I come from the video world, so it'll yeah. make it make your life a little easier. Shouldn't we both be going one, two, three, clap at the same time? Uh, well, if you can hear my clap on your end, and I'll have it on mine, uh, then you can just sync those up. Yeah, it's no problem. I've I've done this a lot. Uh, yeah, totally. I've, what I've, number I've, is it's, this? It's for harder you? when you get to three or four guests. I mean, I've done like the Punk News podcast mm. when I was producing it. When we hit episode. 300 wow we um had seven people on jesus and it was when me. they were all on skype or yeah so it was me uh in i think it was yeah we were already in lafayette at the time one dude was in philly one guy's niagara falls ontario um brooklyn la Grand Rapids, Michigan, and maybe it was just those six, but yeah. And I had to That's sync crazy. those all up. And, and yeah, I mean, it's not hard sound to sync up audio when you see the waveform. You know, various yeah. different microphones and uh, and trying to EQ those and make them all sound good. Oh, and our one, our old, our old dude, he's like 44. Uh, old old hardcore guy. He is in Grand Rapids, and his computer, it's like a desktop that's old, and the fan is like, <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, God damn it, oh, dude. No. <laughs> so I well, had I'm like... Sure just like, everybody talking at the same time has got to be insane for something like that. It's Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, and then we, I don't know, for some reason, the guy in Philly, he's a, he's a weirdo. I don't really like him. Um, that's neither here nor there. But he... I don't know if it's some sort of insecurity he has. He doesn't want to do video chat. And I find that with video, it helps because you can actually, you can see the person like, oh, are they about to say something? Right. You know, right. Rather than, because on a phone with one-on-one, it's fine. You'll still end up talking over each other. But uh, if you're doing like, (laughs) like if you've ever been on like a conference call for work or whatever, everyone fucking talks at once. It just doesn't work. Like seeing each other really helps. And that, that was a bitch. And then I ended up. Yes, it does. I ended up editing that in Madrid, Spain, while I had food poisoning. So that was a whole thing. <laughs> uh, We'd gone to Spain. You want to do? Cara was presenting do anything a, when you're on uh, food poisoning. Yeah, Cara was presenting at a conference, and so luckily we weren't doing much sightseeing seeing till after. But we had some yeah. um, uh, paella with a bunch of seafood, and something in there did not agree with me. Well, I guess let's lay here in the hotel and uh, edit episode 300. Jeez. 
<laughs> that sounds like fun. Uh, uh, I I believe I remember hearing our, is swearing okay? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. I won't uh, I won't try and limit the my explicit words. thing is next to us next to the thing. It's explicit, so it's all good. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought. Yeah, so um, I think we won't we you know we'll have you give a brief introduction of of yourself and and your fandom, but I think we'll save like any sort of big, you know young spencer fandom stories for the pub ahead episode that'll go in the main that makes sense the main feed right because yeah, yeah, at yeah. this point there's only uh six patrons and you're one of them so uh at this point <laughs> hopefully like we get more and more patrons and then they go back and they listen to the old exclusives you know so eventually yeah. more people will hear it i'm hoping but for now we might as well not go on a whole long personal spiel we'll do that at the beginning of pub ahead does that sound good great <laughs> all right cool so I'll do my little intro. I don't know if I should do any anything special for the patron people. We're kind of figuring this out. It's the first one. Okay. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the very first Patreon-exclusive episode. Thank you to you, you six people, including my guests. So thank you to you five other people who are, are listening to this. Uh, and I hope, hopefully you at least listen. I mean, you're paying for it. Hopefully at least those people listen. We get like <laughs> one person listens to it. Uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be fun because I'm addicted to the Elm State songs. Once again, it's come back around and John Linnell's solo album, 1999 State Songs is what we're going to be talking about. The first three tracks off of that. So let me just kick it off with a clip of the opening track of State Songs. And that is my, uh, state of my birth and the state of, uh, Spencer's, your birth as well as your home residence. Birth and where I live. Yeah. Born and raised Illinois. this I, I love this this whole album is great and uh f- first off 1999 uh i think you're a little bit younger than me but how old were you in 1999 and did you get the album when it was new i may actually be a little older than you really um yeah what year were you born 81 i was born in 80 oh man old guy alert i just barely beat you um, yeah, so I was, uh, like, 19-ish. Wait, wait, was this November, I think? No, uh... October yeah, just, 26th. Yeah, that, uh, 1999. So, yeah, I was, uh, I had recently turned 19. Um, I believe, if my memory is correct, I went and I picked this up at some, uh, CD store in the town that I live. Um, I a think what I was store? A, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> A CD. It's uh, it, you know, it's when you go to a bank, you get a CD. This is not that <laughs> compact um, disc. Yeah, you compact want to store disc, it at a reasonable temperature, not too hot, not too cold. You don't want to scratch the right. bottom. Room temperature. <laughs> um, the you know the kids will learn one day. Uh, yeah, so I picked this up probably the day it was released, honestly, and uh, I remember. Uh, opening it up in the car and popping it in right away and just starting to listen. And I was like, oh my God, the first song is my home state. That's insane. What does it say? 
Oh, wait, it doesn't say anything. It's just an <laughs> instrumental. <laughs> but I immediately fell in love with it, of course. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting instrumental. Uh, so I remember reading about this back... I mean, were you aware of the They Might Be Giants super nerd fan site before the current TMBW.net wiki? Um. I think I remember hearing about things like that, but I didn't really get into a lot of the a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, like I remember when Long Tall Weekend came out, I needed friend a friend to download the music for me so I could burn it onto it, or he could burn it onto a disc because I just didn't do a lot of like music stuff on the internet at that right. time. Um, and so I think I remember hearing about different th- fan things, but I, I didn't really get into them. Um, not until later for sure right right uh so yeah i first okay so i graduated high school in 99 did you graduate in 98 then yes yeah so i had i had just started college in yeah i guess the very beginning of september in 99 so then this came out a couple months after i think i did not get it until the year uh in the year 2000 because um Somehow I missed it. I mean, just being busy with starting college and stuff like that, you know, I was very busy, stressed out about college workload and, and whatever. And then a friend of mine who worked at the college radio station, which I later ha- had a show on, um, we discovered that we were both MIP Giants fans. And she was like, well, have you heard John Linnell's solo album? I'm like, he put out a solo album? What? And I bought it mm. immediately. Um I believe I bought it online. I don't remember where I would have bought music at that time. I mean, Amazon was still just a bookseller at that point, I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. I may have bought it straight from Zoe or Rounder or from They Might Be Giants. Leela. <laughs> My dog's chewing on drumsticks. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think I maybe got it six months to a year after it came out. But So, so okay. I wasn't right on it as, as much as you were. But close, close. And I remember thinking, yeah, that the first song was really weird, but I was used to weird from They Might Be Giants, so to me it was just like really It was normal weird. Yeah, it, it was a new kind of weird. And I'm trying to find, I feel like this must have been something I found out on the old site, and I can't seem to find it on the wiki, and I'm trying to think like, I'm going to relay some information wrong because I I can't find where to confirm it. But um, for the songs that have this weird kind of organ sound, this is actually... um, Okay, so this is a carousel band organ. A carousel, like a merry-go-round, a carousel uh, in old theme parks would not just have some radio playing a song. It would, in the center of the carousel, as the carousel turned, it had a, basically like a player piano, has a a spool with, you know, cuts and notches on it. Uh, That would be... A spool of paper. Yes, a spool of paper. For this, it may have been, I don't know if it's necessarily made of paper. I mean, carousels were usually outside. Maybe it was more like metal or plastic or wood or something. But you would make this spool... And it would turn and play the organ. So there's not actually a person. Linnell is not sitting in an organ playing this. He wrote the song, found someone to make the song that he composed into one of these spools, and then basically just recorded the organ turning and playing it. 
And I was reading some stuff on this earlier, and now, of course, I can't find it either, but um, that, yeah, he, the guy had, had created the spool for him, but then he actually made some slight adjustments to it. And I don't know, you know, was that just the timing of a note or adding new notes or something, but once it, it was created, he made some adjustments, and I don't know if it had to be recreated or, um, I, you know, whatever the technology was, if he could just make some slight adjustments there, and then it was done. And I... I oh. knew it was some sort of fun organ like that, but I didn't put together the fact that it was um, that he was not actually playing it live. Yeah, yeah, because like in the credits on the credits on the wiki, it just it just says carousel band organ, but right. like on the ugh, I left the booklet upstairs, um, and Lord knows I couldn't stop this. We're live on air. I couldn't possibly stop this and run up and get it. <laughs> but I do remember looking this morning, and it says like for most of the songs, it has who played what. You know, there's a lot of the band of Dan's on this album back then. Yes, again. yes. Uh, but for this one, it has no musicians listed because no humans are playing on the song. It is the organ playing itself. And I found here on, on actual Wikipedia, Wikipedia, uh, there are two different band organs featured on the album, and the paper rolls for the organ were cut by Bob Stumer. So the carousel organ, uh, it's featured in four songs, and Linnell... He, I don't know where he got this idea, maybe because it sounds old fashioned and something singing about states and history, kind of, um, kind of singing about states. He, he wanted to add variety among the human musicians. So it's basically like, a, it's almost like a robot playing the song in a way because it is a machine playing this song that he wrote, which is super cool. Yeah, and it has just such a cool, cool sound. First of all, um, you know the lows and the highs. Just the the sound of it is so fun. Um, but then, of course, it just brings you back to that that um, your childhood. It brings you back to uh, going to a carnival, or um, you know, it's not like a, a calliope exactly, but I think that's something that um, I've seen in parades. So it's like you know, in that same yeah. kind of family. Well, yeah, the of, organs. Of yeah, sound. it's like it's wind blowing through pipes essentially. You know, right, so, right, right, right. And it, yeah, it's just like a fun uh, kind of childlike sound to it, which is, is just a lot of fun. So I'm looking at uh, a Wikipedia entry for fairground organs. So I'm going to read a little bit of this. this the, okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at this now. They were designed to play loudly. So unlike indoor organs, like a church organ, which you'd be able to play at a variety of dynamics, this was learned, uh, designed to be played outside and needed to be loud. So uh, here we go. History. As fairgrounds became more mechanized at the end of the 19th century, their musical needs grew. The period of greatest activity of fairground organ manufacture and development is in the later 1880s uh, and the in introduction of electrical sound amplification in the mid-1920s. So the organ uh, chassis was typically provided, um, had or uh, ornate and florid decorative case facade uh, designed to be a further fairground attraction in its own right with the fairground equipment. So they've had this basically primitive, you know, electrical sound amplification equipment, and then it would be all like ornamented, all fancy. Like this, if you look at fairground organ on Wikipedia right now, they have all these really fancy looking things. Um, right, so, have to look. <laughs> so these facades would be hiding different instruments like glockenspiels or drums. Um, that would be like mechanized and you could see them played. And so there was like a visual element as well as the music. Um, and sometimes there would be human figures that were like, like a conductor or like, uh, animated wooden, you know, mannequin type 
things that would strike the bells and all that kind of stuff or look like they were striking the bells. Uh, and, and they're just like crazy. animatronic. Basically. Kind of yeah. So like yeah. 1920s level animatronic. Um, what, uh, what page are you on? I want to see pictures. Uh, if of you this. search fairground organ on Wikipedia. So oh, here we go. The motive force for a fairground organ is typically wind under pressure generated from mechanically powered sets of bellows. So, Rather than a human blowing through a flute, it's a bunch of bellows, as an accordion has bellows, pushing pressure through the bellows, pushing air through the pipes. And the organ is played mechanically by uh, either a rotating barrel with the music pinned pinned thereon, like a music box, uh, mm-hmm. a strip of cards perforated with the musical data and registration controls called book music, or interchangeable rolls of paper, which is what was used on this album. Interchangeable rolls of paper, similarly programmed, called music rolls. So John Linnell wrote these songs. He composed them. That dude, Bob... I've already forgotten his name. Hold on. Bob something. Bob Stumer somehow still knows how to make these things and programmed it onto the rolls, punched it into the rolls, and then they played it through two different types of, of organs. I would love if I could find pictures of the actual organs that they used on this album, but that seems like it'd be very hard to find. Yeah, I'm sure that information's out there. Let's just call up Linnell right now. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. These things are so cool. And, of course, obviously, if anybody wants to go look, it's literally just Fairground Organ on, on Wikipedia and obviously other Google searches. And I, they're incredibly ornate um, we are going deep in the TMBG world here. We're looking at fairground organs. Hey, this um, is Patreon really... exclusive. People, people yes. are paying for the deep, deep, deep dive. That's right. Um, yeah, I and I have to assume that the reason they're so ornate and interesting is because most people don't really want to look at the inner workings of something like this. I would find it fascinating, but um, you know they got to make it pretty for the for the everyday viewer and listener. Um, so, yeah. And of course, that you know, from the late 19th century, early 20th century, the style, uh, you know, fits in very much with that. If one of these were made today, it wouldn't look quite the same. And there there are some photos here of the inner workings. The, there's one with the, the paper spool um, and then there's one with the uh, the, the rotating disc. It kind of looks like an, an, a record, an LP with mm-hmm. all of those those holes cut out. And it I just love seeing Things like that. Yeah. So have you, um, so you've been through Indiana. You were talking about, you you came through near Lafayette. Uh, not yet. That's not uh, yet. next okay. week. Have you ever been down south? Uh, have you ever been uh, near Columbus, Indiana? It would be like if you're going down 65 to Louisville. Um, I My wife and I drove to, um, where did we go to? Somewhere in South Carolina, Asheville. That's where it was, Asheville. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we probably drove through there, um, but uh, well, look at the map. Well, if you ever go through there again, there is an ice cream parlor that's been around since 1900, and this is in Columbus, downtown Columbus, Indiana, called Zaharakos. I don't know if it was a Greek, probably started by like a Greek immigrant family, but they have inside as well as like a really old-timey kind of ice cream parlor and soda fountain, a really nice counter, uh, really old, a lot of history. They have a old player organ. 
and there's like there's even a bass drum that has a mechanical beater that hits the bass drum. Uh, I'm looking at pictures at it right now. Oh I'm gonna, wow! I'm going to send you this yeah. website real here. Here and this is just like two hours from my house. There's also a place in Wisconsin called. Um, oh, I house was probably going to mention this. Yes, I was actually going to mention that. You've been there. I'm yep. guessing. Yep, House on the yes. Rock is almost to the point of creepiness in the amount of player mechanical instruments. <laughs> I was just telling my wife about House on the Rock literally just a few days ago. And if anybody can get out there to check it out, it's in, it's in southern Wisconsin. I went as a kid and then I went again as an adult during um, during this time of year, during the holidays. And so because it was winter, you could only go to a portion of it. But it is... It, it's indescribable what this place is like to people who haven't been there. But yes, I was when we were looking up the fairground organ, I was couldn't help but think of all of the 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 musical things that he's got in this well, I use house in quotes. The first part is a house and then the rest of it is a museum. All playing by themselves supposedly, you know. Yeah. If you go if if you go and you look at it, you're like, I don't know if those those instruments are actually being played, if it's a or if it's a recording. But yeah, that place is a. See, I'll tell behind. you. I mean, I've I visited with my family. So last time I went on a family vacation was at least eighteen years ago. But yeah. Uh, so it may have changed since then, and they they may be cheating now. But back then, I knew it was being played for real because lots of it sounded like shit. The <laughs> violins, like the mechanic, a mechanically played violin. No, like an organ. Okay, there's no human element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a violin takes a lot of um, not only precision, but uh, like a gentle touch that that no machine, or at least when these were built, could recreate and then like the stuff would go out of tune i don't know if like every day people would go into the cases and like tune all the string instruments and stuff because it just sounded so grating it was very interesting but ever there was just a lot of dissonance going on but yeah house on the rock it's uh definitely it's one of those like roadside it's not it's not quite a roadside attraction because there is a lot there it's not just like a little dinky thing off the highway right very cool for the architecture but going inside for just like the overwhelming feast for the eyes and ears, it's just, it's nuts. It's crazy. They have like the largest, <laughs> I think it's like the largest carousel in the world maybe. And none of the creatures on it are horses. They're all other weird, like real and myth- mythological creatures. They've got, yeah, um, yeah. I think during the holidays, they have like one of the largest collections of Santas that they put out all over the place. I believe it. Um, and just the, the the style of the um, of the house, I think it was maybe the '60s when it was built, some, built something like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's just really cool and old, and there's a lot of stained glass and and they actually mention it. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the sh- well, it was a book, American Gods. Is that what it's called? No. You ever heard of that? I think it's a book, and then uh, they had the first season of a TV show. And uh, they, that's one of the locations they go to in the country is House on the Rock. And it's such a weird thing that, like, so many people don't know about. It, th- these are the things that I love about the Midwest. I love being a Midwesterner. Now, Chicago, we got a ton of culture and stuff that people from all over the world come to see. But if you don't road trip through the Midwest, you don't really know what the Midwest is like. Like, people call us the flyover states. Because they think there's nothing here. And for a lot of it, there is nothing like driving through 
on uh, I-80 through Nebraska. Yeah. But, the, but then but then there will be these weird, like, things that, that, that have been around forever trying to draw in tourists to make some money in these small towns. There will be these really weird things, like driving through – like, I've been on vacation through South Dakota a couple of times, and I love, like, yeah, there's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, there's, you know, the Black Hills Forest and, and caves. But then there's also, like, the uh, the Corn Palace in Mitchell, uh, <laughs> South Dakota, which is a literally a castle that's entirely covered in, like, we'd call Indian corn, I suppose, you know, like dried yeah. corn and stuff to make, to make designs. And then there's Wall Drug. Right, which, right. which has and like 300 signs like throughout the world. There's even a sign in Antarctica that tells you how many miles from Wall Drug in <laughs> North Dakota you are. And you count the signs on the way. My old band, Blue Bottle, actually, I wrote a song called Going to South Dakota because it was the first um, vacation that Kara and I ever went on before we were even married. It was our first vacation that we went on in 2004. Yes. <laughs> you should know this. Right? I love the Midwest, and I've gone on tour many times with my bands, including Blue Bottle, mm. and we'd stop like in like southern Missouri where there are all these signs that say, what is the thing? Come and see the thing. What is it? The thing. And then you go in and you pay like $5, and it's like a mummified baby, which is horrifying. <laughs> but it was only $5, so it was yeah. totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember going on a road trip with my family back in like 1990 or something and we went south through through um Illinois down to like um Texas and then across to like a um New Mexico and Arizona. I think we kind of ended up in like Santa Fe and then we came back, you know, kind of up the northern way. Uh but I remember just being on the road and you'd see a billboard for something uh you know go go here to this rest stop and it's supposed to be amazing and i think they had some like native american uh sign signage and it's like okay in two miles you'll exit and then there's another sign in one mile you'll exit in 500 feet you'll exit in 250 feet you'll exit and you'll see a lot of that kind of stuff (laughs) the the thing in indiana that has that is this fair oaks farm you've been past fair oaks farms i assume they have like 30 billboards like everywhere from from indianapolis all the way up to chicago there are billboards telling you to get to go to fair oaks farm i'm sure i've seen it but i don't have a memory of it it's like oh we've got homemade ice cream oh we've got homemade cheeses oh we have a petting zoo oh we have a fine dining restaurant oh we have a family restaurant it's like a whole like little like farm themed uh theme park i suppose Oh, anyway, Illinois. Illinois is great. The little blurb in the liner notes for this song uh, says, In 1818, the Prairie State became the 21st state admitted to the Union. And in 1875, my great-grandfather, Josiah Linnell, brought his family there to establish a homestead where he could grow fruit for the Chicago market. He now has descendants in all 50 of the United States, which I doubt. That seems very improbable. (laughs) Yes, it does it. Yeah. Especially when it's only great grandfather. Like if it was like back further and it was like great, 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 great grandfather. Even even just two greats, that would be a totally different situation. He must have had a lot of kids or somebody had a lot of kids that everybody could spread out through the through the country. To Hawaii and Alaska. It seems very unlikely. And and the yeah. Johns are known for like make spinning tall tales, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's 
a lie amongst these facts about the state. The official state flower of the land of Lincoln is the butterfly violet. Is and that if true? If I were a good citizen, <laughs> who knows? I, I should probably look that up. State um, flower, if I were a good Illinois. citizen, I would have known that that was that. And yeah, I'm it's, now it's the realizing that it's the um, it's the 200th anniversary of the state this year. Well, we're You're recording this on New Year's it. Eve for you fans, so starting tomorrow, it will not. It will be the 201st <laughs> anniversary. You missed it. You you need to celebrate it tonight. I will have to. That will be the only thing I celebrate. Uh, so this song was also released on the They Might Be Giants clock radio. Uh, had you found They Might Be Giants online in the era that they were doing the clock radio on their website? I don't think... Um, okay, yes, this looks familiar. Powered um, by Adobe I, Flash. Yeah, I do remember checking this. I don't think I necessarily checked it religiously um, by any means, but I do remember this because well the 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 artistic style of the website was just really interesting yeah. and i still have a t-shirt from this era that has the four presidents um on the front and then another one on the back and it says tmbg um you know they go through these very specific uh graphic styles uh mm-hmm. for you know all their merch every every couple of years and um i i'll, I'll still wear this shirt from geez probably like 20 years ago and people are like, what is that? What is TMBG? Who are those people? <laughs> and I and I have to say, well, they're presidents. Can you figure out who they are? Because they're not photos. They're, you know, yeah, which presidents are on there. I know I've seen that um, shirt, but I can't remember. If I remember correctly, it is Nixon. And I think both of the Roosevelt's and um, Carter, I think, is on the back. <laughs> oh, and Lincoln. Lincoln is the fourth one on the front. Lincoln is interesting smattering of presidents, right? From like the worst presidents. I'm surprised they didn't have Andrew Jackson and Polk on there. Like they have Nixon and then they have Lincoln. Yeah. So you got both sides of it. And the Such Roosevelt's were mix. the Roosevelt's were pretty pretty good presidents. Uh, right, right. So I'm I'm surprised to know that the clock radio went from 2003 to 2013. It went oh, for wow. ten years. I remember seeing it mostly around 2003. Um. Yeah, for some reason that's probably I'm, when I was checking it too. Yeah, for some reason I have a distinct memory of uh, seeing it in college in my college house. But I graduated in '03, so I guess it's, it's possible. Um, yeah, so Illinois first came out on the clock radio, and I can imagine like going on there as a fan. And uh, well, I guess the song would have been already four years old by then. So people would be familiar, fans would be familiar with the the release. Yeah, big fans. But you know, if if you weren't following their their uh, their solo projects and stuff, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have found it. Yeah, yeah. So Linnell uh, actually released a a state songs um, EP through their Hello Recording Club, and the state songs EP. I don't think it had any of the songs we're talking about today where is this okay uh the state songs ep all the way back in 94 had south carolina oregon pennsylvania maine and nevada and those all made it onto the album uh but we're just talking about the first three tracks of which those are none of them so the ones we're talking about today were all new when the full length came out so 
I couldn't find any covers of Illinois, and I was not surprised about that. But I did find, I'm going to send you a link here. I did find someone made a funny little animation to the song. So here you go. Check your uh, Facebook messages there and and watch just a little bit of this. So the audio, I'm not going to play because it's just the album audio, but but check it out. (laughs) And I'll cut out this dead air. (laughs) You can go ahead and say your thoughts as you watch. So there's an octopus to start. Yeah, I don't even probably need to, to listen to it. Um, yeah, this is great. I'm sure somebody spent a lot of time on this. The YouTube uh, name is Waverly Flams. And the description <laughs> just says, A Tale of the Sea. Category, comedy. So there's an octopus, and they show a boat, and like the captain of the boat is like yelling at the other worker on the boat, and he salutes. He's like, aye, aye. And I don't know what he's yelling, because <laughs> there's no audio right. other than the song. The guys and what this has to do with <laughs> Illinois, I have no idea. It's interesting because, well, Illinois has Lake Michigan, so uh, there are boats out on Lake Michigan, but this seems like an odd state song to choose if it's like a nautical tale. There are no octopi in Lake Michigan. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably want to do Maine or something like that. This is a very dark little animation. Yeah, did you make it to the end there? <laughs> yeah. He kills the captain. I won't spoil anything. Yeah, the captain <laughs> is killed. It's the Patreon. We're like and the octopus spoilers. is just hanging out there in the background. Yeah, all happy and smiling. It's it's wow. The person is definitely a They Might Be Giants fan because it has that sense of humor, that dark comedy, um, along with such a playful-sounding song. Like, it's a carousel organ, makes you think of childhood, and then they animate this happy octopus, but then all of a sudden things take a turn. <laughs> the, the darkest turn, I would argue. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a running theme. A lot of death with upbeat, fun music. So, should we move on to the theme song, the songs of the fifty states? Sure. All right, let me play a little clip of that. One, I hear the melody, the harmony, the pounding rhythm, the ideas, notes and words. Every state a different composition, keeping me awake late at night can't get them out of my mind state songs state songs i can't wait for my favorite one i'm not gonna say they're great i ain't gonna say they ain't but i recall of the 50 songs of the 50 states the songs of the 50 states the time has come for us to sing about a certain place where everything is in the control of men who are controlling my mind state songs state songs i can't wait for my favorite one now i love this song and i've really been addicted to it lately but after the little introduction of illinois like you almost think of illinois as like not like a proper song but just like then the songs of the 50 states is like the thesis statement of yeah illinois is like the overture they they get you slowly into the into the rest of the album and yeah this, this hits it what do you think of this song i i love this song um i it's just super um 
super energetic. When I actually, many years ago, when I first was putting music onto my phone, for some reason, I didn't put the entire album on my phone. I don't know exactly why. It was, you know, probably took up another Limited 10 storage. meg. Yeah. <laughs> Not, that really wasn't the case. But, um, it, you know, it's just kind of stayed that way for a while. And I think I only have five of the songs on my phone, um, which I will need to remedy shortly. But the uh, three of them that made it on there were these first three songs because they're so awesome. So yeah, I do. I do appreciate this one, and I'm sure you will uh, bring this up or would have brought this up later. But I'll just do it now. Go. This song on the wiki is rated 120 out of almost 900 songs, which is pretty high. Yeah, and and I would debate the validity of it being uh, eligible for ranking because Flansburg's not on it. How is it a They yeah. Might Be Giants song? I mean, it doesn't say They Might Be Giants on the packaging. It's a John Linnell album flansburg is not anywhere on it now it does have four out of the five uh they might be giants members at the time uh because they had the band of dance who were their band right. around that time the band that played on dr worm through mink car and uh, that might have been it i don't know if the dance were on the spine but uh the band of dance uh and two of them still with the band dan miller on guitar and danny wankoff on bass Dan Hickey has since left on drums, but he uh, is prominently featured in a lot of great They Might Be Giants songs and has some cool drum parts in this song as well. So it depends if you count They Might Be Giants just as the two Johns and then the other guys are like their backing band, or do you count They Might Be Giants as, well, what what was a four-piece and then became a five-piece with all these different members? They've had a pretty solidified lineup for a while, but... It's there in the ranking for They Might Be Giants. Uh, do you think it should be in the rankings uh, on a They Might Be Giants site? I don't know. I, I'm torn. I was um, when I did when I checked to see if the, they were on here in the first place. I was kind of surprised to even find them in the first place, and then um, to see that they were eligible for ranking. Um, I mean, I I like it because I think that there is so much um, there is so much They Might Be Giants in these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're I've only listened to a little bit of um, Monopuff uh, Flansburg's project, right. which is him and I know other people as well. I've only listened to a little bit of it, but I think these fit much more with the They Might Be Giants style um, than Monopuff songs do. So maybe that's part of the reason why, or maybe because it's pretty much the entire band minus Flansburg that they're right. sort of like, well, we might as well just throw them on there too. Um, it's sort of like a subset of They Might Be Giants, whereas like Monopuff is a whole different beast altogether. Yes. So, yes. I mean, I, I think it's fine. I think for, for hardcore They Might Be Giants fans, it they would want to see something like this on there. So I think it works. Yeah, and, and I mean, the way that I made that distinction is that this these songs are not going to be in standard episodes. We are doing a Patreon exclusive, so where we can kind of break... You know, these exclusives uh, for you lovely subscribers out there. Um, and you should tell everyone else to come and subscribe so that uh, these, like, 10 hours a week that I've been spending on this thing will be worth it. Uh, we can kind of go, go off topic a little bit. And this is very They Might Be Giants related, obviously. But it's kind of like a side... It's it's a little side trail off of the main They Might Be Giants, uh, you know, discography. And it's such a solid album. It's we could not talk about it. Yes, it's a tangent. Absolutely. And I'm definitely going to have a future 
Patreon exclusive was about Monopuff, and I do have the what was what is currently the most recent Monopuff album, which was twenty years ago, uh, or so. I can't remember, or maybe two thousand two, two thousand three. So not quite twenty years ago. I do have that album, and I would love to give it more of the time of day. And an exclusive episode about it would force me to listen to it more. Um, so the songs of the fifty states. I love the lyrics of this song. Because Linnell is singing about his own album and his own songs in ways that are not always positive. And he's kind of explaining (laughs) – I'd like to hear your interpretations on this, but it it essentially sounds like he's been forced to write this album by men who are controlling his mind. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally what he says. Yeah, I was reading through the lyrics this morning and listening to the song and reading some of the interpretations. And I, yeah, I think the main thing, um, I think that my, my original thought was, oh, well, these are just, you know, things that he's, these are songs that he's thinking about that he just is very meta, um, that he just wants to, wants to create. Um, but then when you dig a little bit deeper, which is, you don't have to dig all that deep in the lyrics to, to get this, that he's claiming that there are people who are controlling his mind that are putting the songs in his mind. <laughs> and they're under the ground. Why, right, they're, they're, yes, they're under the ground, which absolutely makes sense. <laughs> um, and he, he can't stop hearing these songs, so he has to uh, get them out. And he, he because, of, um, because somebody else is creating this music and putting it in his head... He can't say whether or not the songs are good or bad. I mean, I, I love the line. Um, where is it? I'm not going to say they're uh, great. Yeah. I ain't going to say they ain't. <laughs> yes, yes. But I recall, and I will relate the words and music of the 50 states. So he's he's going to go ahead and sing them for you and perform them. Um, mm-hmm. And you can make up your own mind. I'll I'll... I'll tell you, you know, I'll give you the melody, the harmony, the pounding rhythm, the ideas, the notes and words. Every state's a different composition. I mean, that's just a fact. But they're keeping him awake late at night and he can't get yeah. them out of his mind. And yeah, when I when I first heard that, I could just that all I thought was like he just needs to create these songs. And after this album came out, I was like, all right, well, when's the next one gonna come out? What's the next, you know, ten or fifteen states that he's gonna write music for? And we uh, we've been lacking this second album for almost twenty years. I think yeah. we need to get a petition going for <laughs> state yeah, songs too. Right. You know, if I ever get the chance, I will definitely bring that up with him. And, yeah. And I would love for it to be, they could even take it to like, even if they took it to like the kids album realm as like the next kids album material, finish yeah. off the rest of the states in a kids album zone and actually make it a little bit more about the actual states or keep it in adult album. I don't know. Get Flansburg involved. I just want more of these songs. They're so good. Yeah, I love the lyrics of this song, and Linnell basically said that, um, and I'm not looking at the quote in front of me right now, but that he's tired of trying to think about things to write songs about, so this just gave him, like, essentially 50 words, I suppose some Mm. states are more than one word, 50 words to write songs about, so, like, when, you know, when we talk about Montana, it's like Montana was a leg You know, it's like they're so surreal and absurd. They're not really about the states at all for the most part. Um, I mean, we'll talk about West Virginia. Yeah, it's a jumping off point. And I heard um, they did a Google Talk interview. Google Talks, I don't know, some, some, I don't know, they did like a 50 minute interview. And somewhere near like the 10 minute mark, and I could maybe drop the clip in here, Flansburg essentially says, 
We're running out of nouns. Something to that effect. The job gets harder every year. We, we are really casting around all the time for something new and meaningful, you know, to say in a song. And that doesn't mean, you know, I mean, I, they're not these sort of, I suppose it's, it sounds wrong to say they're like these deeply personal statements that we're saying something about, but, um, but they are... They, they, they are meaningful and, they, and we want to have an idea. That's the point of the song is to have a good idea and put it out there and have it be fresh and, and not obviously not repeat ourselves. I think the thing about what we're doing is at this point, it's really obvious to our audience or to anyone who hears one of our songs who's familiar with us, it's obvious it's us. It's like clearly this is what the kind of thing we do. But we're we're very scrupulously trying to write a new thing each each time and you know there's no really simple way to do that there's no you know there's no uh, formula sadly at, at some point we realized we were running out of nouns <laughs> uh, and we sort of gave ourselves permission to to like use the same nouns adverbs. again. Recycle yeah. nouns. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to adverbs. 50 states gives you 50 proper nouns uh, as jumping off points, right? So, yeah, and it's the music, like you said, it's very, it's very surreal and weird. It doesn't have anything to do with the actual states for the most part. Um, and, and it's just, well, here's just some fun music that I want to write, and I'll just put it around this one thing. Yeah. And so this is like the theme song, the songs of the 50 states. And you know, he's talking about, like, I, I like visualizing this. So he's talking about the states are connected by a golden thread, the golden thread being, I suppose, the uh, the borders between the states. If you're looking at a visual map, you've got the, a, a thin line separating the states that's not actually there, but the states are connected by a golden thread. And I'll try not to forget all the words. Um, and just picturing like the United States, that there are men burrowing like mole men underneath the ground, literally under every state that are controlling John Linnell to write a song about their state. I just love thinking about They Might Be John's songs literally because it's the most fun. And thinking about these guys that are controlling his mind, he can't get the, these songs are like torturing him. They're keeping him awake late at night. He can't get them out of his mind. <laughs> but he also he can't wait for his favorite one. And you know what his favorite one is? Because he essentially tells you what his favorite one is. Well, that's uh, I do. <laughs> except it's supposedly maybe not necessarily true. But uh, I will I will let you tell the people what his supposed favorite <laughs> one is. So I um, was playing the song on guitar and. It wasn't until then that I realized when it gets to the end of the song, there's a little kind of downplayed uh, chill ending where on the bass clarinet, where on the bass clarinet, Linnell plays the melody to the song that will come later in the album, the melody to Arkansas. So I did not realize that either until today. Yeah, because it's very slowed down. It's a very classical musician kind of composition technique. You'd call it augmentation is what you'd call it in uh, classical composition class, where he's got this melody, this melodic theme for Arkansas. Um, the designers of the Arkansas. But then you inst you take it out of the voice, you put it on an instrument, the bass clarinet, drops it down low, and he kind of draws it out. <laughs> And, you know, and uh, gives it a different feel. So you don't realize right away. It's a very smart compositional technique. Linnell, 
is a genius songwriter. His melodic uh, abilities just blow my mind daily. Yeah, but he was quoted as saying, uh, I thought it was funny to have this incredibly biased thing right there on the record (laughs) that says, here's the best song on the record. Again, it's not really what I think. I mean, I don't think Oregon is bad, and I don't think Arkansas is my favorite song, but I just thought it was funny to 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 express an upfront opinion like that. And I think that's just funny <laughs> that, like, it's not necessarily my favorite song, but here, I'll just throw this thing that will make you think it's my favorite song. So, speaking of Arkansas, I've got, uh, I just shared a link with you, John Linnell live at Storiopolis slash Amoeba Records in California. It doesn't say which Amoeba. Um, but he's promoting the state songs. Uh, apparently he performed at Amoeba or maybe Storiopolis on November 20th, 1999. And then Amoeba records on November 23rd, 1999. And this video I sent you, uh, has the first few songs. They're not in order, but he actually plays Arkansas first. Uh, he plays the songs of the 50 States. It's Linnell on accordion. And then his bassist, uh, from the, um, Statesman, who is called uh, the Statesman? Oh yeah, I where saw them it? somewhere. The Statesman. Where are they? Uh, there's Mark oh, Donato on Mark, drums. Mark Lerner. Mark Lerner plays bass oh, yeah. along with them. Well, I'd like to make some announcements, but I can't really think of anything. Um, except, I suppose I should say that we're playing on on Monday at the Troubadour. Um, is that an only just show, Jamie? Yes, everyone here is invited. You coming? I'll be there too. Because I'm included in the category of all ages. Sure. It's because the mic is off. I don't need any guardian up here. Hi, welcome to uh, my in-store appearance. My name is John Linnell. I normally play with They Might Be Giants, and I'm, I'm promoting my solo record, State Songs, which is available for sale here. I like the Sentos and the Shows. Sentos is on the Shows. The K-Y-N-B. The song of the 50 states, the song of the 50 states. Late 
commercial some little foley foley work for you so yeah. what do you think about his uh the duo performance there uh of john and well, the, mark lerner for, well, for those who are interested the um state song or the song of the 50 state song starts at about 5 20 um and uh the, the video quality is real not pretty uh but, but i don't know if that was done charm. on purpose Yes, well, that's kind of what I, you know, it's a They Might Be Giants thing, so it, it, it works, it fits. Um, it would have been so cool to be there and, oh. and watch that happen, um, ha- having been a fan, at that time, having been a fan of theirs for 10, I guess, about 10 years. Um, and especially yeah. looking back on it, knowing that he never completed the State Songs project, so Linnell, as a solo act, ended up being an extremely rare thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I think what happened is that the men uh, or the, the people underground uh, who are in control of this, I think that they just I think they couldn't get funding, government funding for this project. So uh, it had to it had to be canceled. The songs weren't playing in his head anymore. Yep. Yep. OK, so I found two covers of this song. And this first one is by a guy named Astral B is his stage name. And I've been trying to get this guy on the podcast because I've already played... um, Oh, which episode did I play his stuff on? There's a bunch of episodes that haven't aired yet. Yeah. Because he's a really good pianist, and he's really good at singing while he plays the piano and does good takes of a lot of the Muppet Giant songs, including the song of the 50 states. So give give that like a, a minute worth of listen there. I'm jealous of piano skills like that. Yeah. Not that I'm a 
really a, a piano player, but um, I've played enough over the over the years that like I could never really do do different things with my hands so well. So it's it's super while impressive singing. to see people while sing. Yes, yes, while singing. Um, and it was a little bit hard to hear the the singing on that because the um, the piano was so much louder in the mix. But um, yeah, it's uh, that takes some skill. Yeah, you should keep this uh, tab open on your computer and check out some of this guy's other stuff because he even did a They Might Be Giants tribute band, and it was a band like the Johns. It was just him and one other guy with a backing track playing at some bar or some cafe or something. Um, I think just maybe a year or two ago, and they played a lot of songs. He played some accordion on it as well, though most of his covers yeah. are just um, piano and him singing. And yes, cool. a very good pianist. Usually... I guess he doesn't like having his face on the screen, but uh, just focus on his hands. Maybe he's like, hey, look at how good I am. But that's, he that's is the good. most impressive part. Yeah. He is Astral good. B, Astral B, I have subscribed to you, so keep on doing what you're doing. Like, he's been doing, like, this one is from 10 years ago. Okay. He is still going, and he recently released a cover of The Communists Have the Music. So he is, like, really on top of it with They Might Be Giants covers. Uh, I'm trying to get him on the pod. I keep uh, uh, leaving like comments, and I hit him up on his SoundCloud and the messages on SoundCloud. I can't seem to find like any real direct way to contact him, but I just mm. leave comments like, hey, if you ever see this, this might be a pod at gmail.com. Hit me up. <laughs> so maybe someday I'll have him on the pod. Um, so I've got one other cover to send to you. Songs of the 50 States by Nicole... Uh, Diker, Dick, Decker, Diker, Dicker. No, it's probably Diker. <laughs> anyway, here you go. Uh, yeah, spelled D I E K E R. Nicole Diker. Seven years ago, uh, covered this song. Oh, and I think she's wearing that shirt that I was talking about. Oh, yeah, she <laughs> that is. I have. It's yeah, I uh, hers is blue, <laughs> but mine is uh, green. Um, all right, I'm going to listen to a bit of this. Yep. I think that's Taft on the far right. Uh, no, I think that's Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. It's hard to yeah. say. The song of 50 states, the songs of 50 states. The time has come for us to sing about a certain place where everything is in the control. Of people who are down in a hole. The like the spliced angles <laughs> yeah what i don't what happened there um i would like to listen to the whole thing but even just listening to you know 20 30 seconds of it um i i like what she did with it you know she put it's not a it's not a major spin on it um but it's uh the the like the speed the rhythms are a little bit different and um it's it's with guitar obviously which is a little bit different um and the the um the the rhythm the strumming the rhythmic strumming of the guitar is just a an interesting different thing so she put her she put her own twist on it which i like yeah i'm i'm a fan of it and i like how you can tell she's a Linnell fan and she may have picked this up from him i don't know if you've noticed but in uh, on late night shows 
and live recordings, Linnell likes to make a steely eye contact with the camera mm-hmm. uh, at least once per, like, you know, if they're in Conan or whatever, he usually, like, looks and gives, like, a little side eye into the camera, like, looking directly into the eyes of the viewer at home. And she is making, like, uh, this, like, kind of, like, smirking kind of eye contact at the beginning, which I find pretty hilarious and in a in a loving way because it's a definitely John Linnell kind of thing to do stare directly into the camera and give yep. this little kind of smile. Now, I don't know why she decided to splice between these different angles. Like she, she starts out sitting on the floor playing and then it shows her like sitting on a table or something playing, but they're different recordings. She obviously recorded herself singing the song twice at these two different angles and then spliced it together. And the sound quality on the table shots is not nearly as good as the one where she's sitting on the floor. So I would have preferred if she just kept it on that that floor angle. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I appreciate trying to make sort of a music video out of out of this sort of thing. But uh, you know, yeah. sometimes if you're just doing a cover, it's like here, look at what I can do, and look at you know, this is my version of it. Sometimes it's best to just kind of sit in one spot. But this was also you know seven, almost eight years ago. So. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe she's, she's, uh, you know, up the game a little bit yeah, since then. Yeah. So those were the only covers I found, but here I had a little idea and I didn't tell you about this ahead of time, but I was playing this on guitar this morning and I was thinking we were getting a little, uh, a little grief on, uh, iTunes, uh, mm. iTunes review talking about us being mean to, uh, <laughs> people doing, doing covers and, <laughs> My response, I, I just, I just before uh, this morning, I was recording the mailbag segment, including with a voicemail uh, from you, to put at the top <laughs> of the Istanbul episode, and I, I gave a little, a, a, a little, slightly saucy retort to this woman's review because uh, she said, I don't think she said we were outright mean, but that we were mocking them, and I don't think so. I mean. She refers most to the Dr. Worm episode with with my wife, and Kara doesn't have a mean bone in her body. Like, mm. I've been a music critic for a while, and I'll go off on something that deserves it. Like, I reviewed a Fallout Boy album a couple of years ago, and I just ripped into him. And who cares? It's funny. They don't, they don't care. They're making money. Yeah. They never read it, I'm sure. So, um, but I don't want to be mean to fellow They Might Be Giants fans, because they're... You know, they obviously have good taste in music. They're a fellow fan. I didn't feel like I was ripping anyone apart, but I had some, you know, some gentle criticisms. If you're going to put something on YouTube, be prepared to, you know, there's a comment section on YouTube. And I'm essentially yeah. like airing like a live uh, kind of what my thoughts are on the podcast in in the way someone on YouTube could be like, hey, your ukulele's out of tune. And I mean, it it was on that one cover of Alienation. Right, and that right. one cover of Dr. Worm did suck, and it made my favorite They Might Be Giant song very lame. Uh, that's the only guy I will be mean to. The rest of them, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Maybe they were flat on that note, but it's pretty good. You know, I might criticize, but I'm also going to – I'm not going to play something that I hate, with the exception of that one, you know, because I was like, hey, I found a cover, and it's on this tribute. Let's play it. And then it was like the very first time I had ever heard it, and Kara's like – did he just say criticisms? Why did he say that? Like, it's, it's true. He said criticisms. Why did he say it? So anyway, I decided to put my money where my mouth is because um, I said, if you're going to put something on YouTube, be prepared for crit- criticisms. And uh, 
And if you've just learned a song for the first time and you're going to play it on YouTube, especially be prepared for criticisms because um, it's a risky move to take. And so I just learned the song this morning on guitar. And uh, could I play it for you right now, Spencer? Uh, no, sorry, you can't play it. Yes, of course you could play it. <laughs> so I've actually, I've got my, uh, I've been recording for the new Doppelpopolis EP. Uh, and I've got my amp set up in my uh, soundproofed, to a degree, soundproofed uh, booth, which I use for vocals and as a guitar vault. And I've got a mic on my electric guitar amp real quick. So I'm going to do, because uh, we didn't find any electric guitar versions. So I'm yeah. going to stop my recording real quick because I'm going to arm a second track and actually record live, but slightly high fidelity by having two tracks. I'll, I'll have the vocal track and the electric guitar track, and then when I mix this episode, I can actually uh, mix them at a good volume. So Quick sound check. And I also haven't played this since like 10 a.m., so we'll see if I remember it. Okay. The songs of the 50 states, played by Greg Simpson. And everyone on YouTube always makes a little disclaimer. Oh yeah, I just learned this today, but I'm gonna go ahead and videotape it, okay? So don't be mean in the comments, okay? All right, here we go. The songs of the 50 states, the songs of the 50 states. The time has come for us to sing about a certain place where everything is in the control of people who are down in a hole. The songs of the 50 states, the songs of the 50 states.
There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I look forward to hearing the actual recording when this uh, when this airs on Patreon to hear you know much better quality. But uh, yeah, I could even add some overdubs there. But I figured you know YouTube style. Yeah. Hey, look at me. I'm uh, on Raw. camera singing a song that I'm not very good at. Definitely uh, got a little bit uh, off course there for a minute, but then I got back on towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> got distracted. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're looking wrong. at that chord sheet, but Jesus Christ. I was following along. Yeah, when it gets to this, the stuff with the B flats and E flats, and you got to go to like bar chords or power chords, I mainly just went power chords to, to be able to move quickly. But like, but I recall and will relate the words in music. It's like B flat, G minor, E flat, C minor, F, D7. Like, it's so quick. Yeah, I, I mean, I have keyboard. a musical background, but I never learned how to play the guitar. And I just, I watch, watching how fast you have to change chords, it was like, that's that's hard. That's not fun. So, like, yeah. uh, that first that first cover you sent me on the piano is even more impressive, I think. Well, I'll, you know, all the all of the all of the covers are. Yeah, I mean, that guy's really good at piano, but I would definitely say, I mean, Linnell's a keyboardist. Right. Uh, though it has him listed on the credits as playing fake guitar i don't know what that means in the credits it says he plays fake guitar but he's a keyboardist and this song was written for the keyboard i learned this playing a lot of david bowie songs that songs that were written on piano like let's say i'm gonna try to learn a billy joel song or an elton john song on guitar it's Mm -hmm. not gonna make as much sense because it was written for an instrument where you can play if you want 10 notes at once i'm gonna go turn my amp off real quick hold on Oh, my dog is licking the end of the cable. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's going, arr, arr. She's licking the metal connector on the end of the cord. This might be a podcast first, a, a live uh, cover. Well, and, and on Patreon, people uh, have the ability to like and comment. So uh, it will be yes. interesting to see what sort of things, how, what sort of criticisms they have to say about your performance. Yeah, I would love to see the uh, the Patreon community, the small as it is right now, start having our own little private conversations about things that the the general public listening to only the regular episodes, you know, we're talking on Twitter, but us Patreon people, we can have a little inside, you know, hey, exclusive hey. VIP club. They can join the VIP club for the small, small fee of whatever they want to pay. <laughs> five dollars will get you these exclusive episodes for two dollars you can get the uh, episodes early um oh, yeah. five five bucks will get you this exclusive and i'm also hoping to make some merch um i guess i can go ahead and say this now because i have commissioned abby bash who was on the door-to-door minotaur episode that has not aired yet and she also we also did uh duncan of course of course from the escape team she is located near birmingham england and she is currently at the university uh, studying art, and she is a painter. So to avoid copyright issues on possible copyright issues on my parody logos that parody the flood logo, mm-hmm. uh, she is going to paint a version of that, which will there then in make it like fan art and uh, definitely within uh, legal right as uh, its own logo and i'm going to make that painting into uh merch buttons stickers etc and patreon people including yourself will be getting mailed some merch whenever that is made cool that's awesome yeah that's like a whole other 
world when you know when people are fans of something and i mean obviously there's a shit ton of fan art just for they might be giants in general but you know um hopefully there yeah there could be more stuff specifically to your podcast yes okay so um should we move on to west virginia uh, yeah, just one real quick thing. Just yeah. there, there are some fun things that he does with the lyrics. Um, I'll only mention one of them because um, it's the only one I can think of at the moment. Um, but he says uh, the songs of the fifty states, no two alike, but each connected by a golden thread. And I just remember hearing it, and I'm I can't remember it exactly, but I feel like there he does some sort of. It's like the middle of the word connected, or like the kana is part of the rhyme from another part and he just sort of trails on the rest of the word going on to the next the next line and uh, th- I feel like there was a couple of things like that where like the end of a line or the yeah. end of something is kind of at the beginning of the next thing and then there's like a rhyme in the middle of a word uh, anyway. yeah, in- internal internal rhyme l- rhymes in the middle of lines etc like he's he's very poetic and we're going to talk about this in West Virginia because I yes. am a big fan of the lyrics in West Virginia. So you want to move on to that? Yep. West Virginia, why don't you come outside with me? West Virginia, there's something I'd like you to see. West Virginia, deep within, yeah, there's another deep inside you and inside the other one, there is another in the other, like I told you, you are concentric in your form, when it's cold. Okay, West Virginia. Much easier to play on guitar. This would have been the smarter one for me to like whip out the guitar for. Uh, <laughs> a lot easier. Uh, I also learned how to play Montana, which is my favorite, and that one is a lot more easy standard rock progression as well. But I wanted a challenge. I wanted something that I would mess up. I yes. want people to criticize me. I can take it. you got to give the I've, fans something, something to <laughs> grab onto. <laughs> Yeah, sink their teeth into. Yes. So West Virginia is um, a little more. It's a darker song, and it starts out with minor with a A minor, uh, and it's almost like I don't know if I'd call it funky, but it's almost got like a lounge kind of feel. Like kind of, I can imagine like a slithering kind of sleazy lounge singer. West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and the. I mean, we can get into the interpretations, but I like for us to give our own interpretations first. It's it's pretty much just that um, I like to think of it like, are you familiar with Russian nesting dolls? Do you know? What oh I'm yeah, talking oh about? yeah. So yeah, so just these little hollow wooden dolls that you keep opening them up and taking out smaller versions of the doll. Actually, right here, look at this. 
This is actually from Russia. It is bootleg Simpsons merchandise <laughs> that my friend got me. And it's got Homer and Marge on the big one. If you open it up. There we got Bart. Open that That's up. beautiful. Then we got Lisa. Open that up. And then we got little Maggie. Get out of there. Whoops. And there's Maggie. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so this song is like a state that is a Russian nesting doll and just has West Virginia inside of West Virginia inside of West Virginia. Uh, like I t- deep within you, there's another deep inside you. And inside the other one, there is another in the other. He just keeps going on and on about West Virginia being inside itself. Yeah, I do, where- I do love that line. It's so... <laughs> Hurts my my head. favorite, though, this internal rhyme here uh, on the, I guess you call it like the fourth stanza, West Virginia, you'll continue to be constantly a part of you. You'll never part, and you will be the party who will be partial to you. <laughs> Dude's a wordsmith. Yeah, it's like I'm astounded. Parts, parts, it's kind of party, partial. Yeah, kind of what we what we said before. You you, it's fun to interpret these in a very literal way, and that's kind of really what I've done my whole life. Is I just sort of listen to things very. I mean, if I'm even listening to the lyrics, uh, I do take them often literally, and so it's I have a little harder time kind of interpreting them of like what they might mean. Um, mm-hmm. This is actually one that I forgot to look up what other people said in terms of their interpretations. Well, let's um, take a look. But yeah, I mean it's. That I, that's pretty much it. There was one line he says concentric at some point. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I told you, you are concentric in your form, which I usually think of as circles. Um, but right. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's just um, the shape it's, of West Virginia has right. a sh- shape of West Virginia in it. <laughs> and it, Okay, sure. It's, I mean, yeah, you talk about uh, Montana is a leg. I think Iowa is a witch. It's like, uh-huh. uh, yeah, all right, but the Arkansas the, is a, a ship, uh, right? Right, <laughs> replaced by the uh, shape and exact size. Um, but the uh, it's the um, it's the chorus that just really gets my blood pumping when this when that <laughs> hits. It's uh, it's a wonderful thing. But yeah, we could take a look at some of these interpretations of what people say. I honestly like I don't think there really is with really all of these songs. I don't think there's much to interpret. I think they're just fun surrealistic lyrics yeah. just to have some have something to write about and have, you know make some good music. Yeah, and That's I my think uh, Linnell especially like we said before, he was just looking for stuff to sing about. And this is actually one of the few songs where he mentions actual facts about the state, Mm. talking about um, the state tree, the sugar maple, and the rhododendrons being the state flower. He actually sings those in the lyrics, which is kind of a rare thing for this album, to actually talk about something (laughs) specific to the state. But then he gets right back on top at saying to look within and you'll see there's another deep inside you. (laughs) And inside the other one, there's another. I'm just looking at um, interpretation number five. Uh, Somebody writes, nah, it's about the state. West Virginia has Virginia inside it. So maybe that was kind of his inspiration to say, you know, the original state, the original, I don't know if that's the right word, but Virginia is in West Virginia. And then he kind of just took that (laughs) idea and ran. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You like the one about incest? Oh, I, where I just saw that. Where was that? It's like the second one. Why don't you read a little oh, yeah, bit of yeah, that yeah. one? I'm going to make you read it. All right. 
No, read it out loud. <laughs> oh, out loud. Shit. Okay. <laughs> this song is about incest. West Virginia having the unflattering reputation of being a state that has a lot of family sex going on. <laughs> when it's cold, you have got yourself to keep you warm. That's a, that's a lyric quote. Uh, yourself, as in a close relation to yourself, being close to you. Not sure, but okay. Being there when you need to be warm, <laughs> close and all. Uh, quote, West Virginia, deep within you, there is another deep inside you, and in the other, there is another. I think that explains itself. Well, that, her, uh-huh. this is me talking now, that takes it to a whole other level of not just incest, but a whole orgy of people having an incest party. Is that right? No. Uh, let's see. An orgy? (laughs) Right. That's what it is. Uh, you'll continue to be constantly a part of you, uh, constantly a part of you, constantly part of yourself, yourself or an offspring being part of it sexually, perhaps. Um, do I need to go on? (laughs) Um, I like how, I think this is from the previous, a lot of stuff had been imported from the previous fan site when the wiki started up because it says at the end of this one, preceding unsigned comment added, uh, so, unsigned, oh. it's anonymous, in April of 2005. Yeah. Uh, and I believe and the, the wiki just had its 10th anniversary, so I believe this is from before the wiki existed. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just stretching or trolling, perhaps. In the, uh, uh, the last yeah. section of their, their, their wonderful writings, it says, It's a stretch, but I'll put it here anyway. Quote, why don't you come outside with me? That's from the song, a lyric. Uh-huh. But he, but the person, he or she, I don't uh-huh. know, wrote come as in C-U-M. And then they wrote, why else would he ask West Virginia to come outside with him? There is no reason to go out unless, of course, to look at the trees he sings about. Which, again, he sings about the helicopter seeds, per, perhaps referring to the seeds aren't falling too far from the tree, as they say. Uh, yeah, I think this whole oh. thing is a stretch personally, but hey, that's what that's why their songs are great because they're completely um, up to interpretation, just like David Let, Lynch. It's not that the Johns are prudes, but John Linnell right. would not write a song just like being gross about incest. Like, I'm not saying he wouldn't possibly explore something as dark as an incestuous relationship, but the way this guy and I'm, it's got to be a dude. This, this is totally <laughs> something like some like. 18 year old guy would write like, <laughs> put this on the website it's, it's horrible yeah and yeah. another person about saying if it's about a messy apartment and he reflects on the mess uh, that's inside because he's a mess uh, I, I yeah there are yeah. a lot of people that are they might be giants fans will be like um I mean, I think another criticism that that same girl gave us on iTunes was there's a lot of speculation. It's like, well, what are you supposed to do? Like the Johns, like John Linnell's not going to be like, well, this is what the song West Virginia is really about. Let me go on and tell you. You got to speculate. That's part of the fun. Right. They, they, we don't know the answers and whether no. we, whether or not there are answers. I mean, they haven't given us anything, which I think is smart, you know. I, yeah. I, it's, it's kind of hard when an artist is going to tell you what exactly the thing is about, because then you're not thinking for yourself and you're not, um, you know, coming up with your own idea. And that's the beauty of it is that I think when people interpret art, whatever kind of art in their own way, they usually take their own personal feelings, their own life, um, experience and put it into what they take out of it, you know? So clearly the yeah. person who wrote about incest Maybe they have something to say about that or have strong feelings about that or whatever it is. Or the messy apartment. Maybe that person has a messy apartment. I don't know. 
So now the one thing we haven't addressed yet is Georgie Girl. And I want you to listen to Georgie Girl real quick. Have you heard Georgie Girl by The Seekers? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think the melody will sound familiar to you. Linnell has outright said that the that this whole thing was inspired by this song because they say, where is it? Hey there, Georgie girl. There's another Georgie girl deep inside. Mm. So this Georgie girl has a Georgie deep inside her. Oh, yeah. I hear that on interpretation number eight. Uh, it's West Virginia about one of those sets of Delta. Yeah. Okay. Wait, sorry. I have to read this out loud. Uh, the, uh, interviewer said is West Virginia about one of those sets of dolls that fits inside each other. And, and Linnell says, Nope, it's partly, <laughs> it's partly inspired by Georgie girl quote. There's another Georgie deep inside. So clearly I was uh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so in I'll this take case, a- he has outright said that I was wrong. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take that's a, a good. It's the Seeker song. That's it's a good song. It's catchy, and I love Homer's rendition, which I will drop in here as well. Uh, are you a Simpsons fan? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, I'm not sure if you if you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's when he could win a ride on the Duff Blimp, and he sings the song both in a happy version and a sad version. If you want to check out that 40 second clip, real quick. Hey there, Blimpy boy. Flying through the sky so fancy-free. A ride on the famous Duff Beer Blimp. A ride on the Duff Blimp. You see the circular pattern on those fields? That's from Central Pivot Irrigation. Wow. Now let's see what's happening at the Super Bowl. Homer! 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 Oops, sorry. Homer! Homer! Hey there, blimpy boy, flying through the sky so fancy-free. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I don't have necessarily a uh, encyclopedic knowledge or memory. Memory is the keyword there of everything that I've seen. Um, I do. <laughs> and then I believe, uh, and then I believe Barney ends up flying the blimp drunk and crashing it. Though I could be. Mistaking it for another blimp ride because the Simpsons could have more than one blimp ride. So I couldn't find any covers of this song, though you might call this a cover. I sent you a link to They Might Be Giants 
covering one of their own members' songs. I don't think you'd call it a cover. But They Might Be Giants, as a band, has played uh, West Virginia. And so I just sent you uh, from 10 years ago, 2008, in Chameleon Club. Please tell me that's in West Virginia. They (laughs) They play the song West Virginia. If you want to check out a little bit of that, I'll drop in a clip as well. clubs in lancaster pennsylvania the quality of that is rough but uh i think that's awesome that they it's all i could find (laughs) yeah it's all it's all i could find uh but it is very cool that they they played one of these songs i wonder how they decided like which one to play and and why at that location i don't know but to me montana seems like a real obvious one it's uh such a good just big old power pop song that also has accordion in it. Yeah, Anywho. I haven't I haven't listened to that one in a while. I will have to listen to the entire album. Oh God, soon. the chorus to Montana and the chorus to Maine. Montana and Maine are my two mm. favorites. So good. So you got anything else to say about West Virginia? Um, I'm trying to, uh, in terms of the, um, I guess you would call it the chorus, Sugar Maple's Winged Seed. I remember yeah. the first many times I heard this song, I did not know what a number of these things were that he was saying. Um, and then finally, I think I think the one that I had the hardest time with was Propellers Spinning from the Tree. I did not uh-huh. get that he was saying Propellers um, until much, much later. And I was like, oh yeah, he's talking about those things that fall from the tree. Um, yeah. like a like a little helicopter um seeds yeah but uh yeah no it's this is one of my favorite songs on the album it's just a lot of fun to just belt out and and sing along with it definitely so um just like in the main episodes why not let's go ahead and each score the first three tracks off of john linnell's state songs uh, as one to ten, with decimals and fractions being acceptable, how would you score the opening track, Illinois, played on the carousel organ? Uh, so I I did rate these on uh, on the wiki um, just this morning, and I th- you can't give fractions and, and decimals on that one, but I think I gave that one an eight just because um, it's it's just a it's a short fun song and it's and it's Illinois. Um, if I have to do a, a rating for you, I would probably give it a. Let's see. I should have thought about this beforehand. Um, <laughs> I never come up with my score. I come up with my scores on the spot because I oh, want to okay. talk about the song first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guest will sometimes convince me to bump my score up. Oh, interesting. Um, I would probably give this a... This is Illinois we're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I think I would do like an 8.6, something wow. like that. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, it, there's no lyrics, um, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad, but um, it's just a fun... And he's using just a really strange instrument, and that yeah. that that definitely gets point points for me. I might even go up as high as like maybe 8, 9, something like that. Wow, wow. I'm very wishy-washy. Being generous, I like it. Yeah, it, it definitely the score ups for being uh, Illinois. Uh, yes, my my favorite state on on the album. Indiana is not on this album, but still, <laughs> I I would say I like Illinois more than Indiana, even though I've lived here for sixteen years now. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm just gonna give it a seven because again, I've got to compare. I'm comparing things to Doctor Worm and Anna Ing. Yeah, Anna Ing. Anna Ing episode will have come out uh, mm. by the time this airs, so I can go ahead and tell you I gave that a nine point nine. Doctor Worm is my only ten so far. Even out of the twenty episodes I've recorded, uh, Doctor Worm is still the only ten I've given. So comparing to Doctor Worm, Illinois is nowhere close. Okay, now it gets points for being about Illinois. It gets points for being a super cool instrument, like you said, something that is on no other they no they might be giant song, let alone any other album. I would have to look like are there any other bands that have put a carousel organ on their album? I kind of doubt it. Uh, or if they have, did they write the song and then have the role made custom for them to play the song? This that has got to be and, a one of a kind thing. So that gets it. And to the other thing is, you, seven they, for me. you can't give it a you can't up. play that seven. song live on the instrument. So how that would it was you score? For, yep. Um, unless you have some really interesting skills. Um, so yeah, it's it's something different. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, next next song. <laughs> So on the wiki, I score? think I gave that one a nine, um, and uh, I think I think I think that's pretty close. I think I would probably for you give it like um, a nine one, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. I mean, I'm very into it right now. And when when the album first came out and I first got it, it struck me immediately, and I've always loved it. But I've just recently come back to it. I mean, maybe if I hadn't touched the album in a couple of years, I'd be like, eh, it's all right. But I've been playing it in our baby's nursery. We've been listening <laughs> to state songs, learning all about the states and how I was a witch. You know, Very accurate know information. She needs to know these things. Got to learn about the world. Uh, and I'm loving this song. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm trying to think of how many nines I've given. Not that many. I yeah. really, really like this song. Uh, how I have a deeper score? appreciation for it now that I know the chords are so crazy. Oh, good lord! Uh, yeah, if I if I asked either one of my bands, I'm like, hey, can we play the song? Here's the chord sheet. They'd be like, uh, could we learn a different song? Um, how would you score West Virginia? This has always been one of my favorite songs, um, up in like the top three on this album, and I so I I think it might edge out. The the full fifty songs, fifty state songs, a little bit, maybe a nine nine two, something mm. like that, just just a little bit higher. But yeah, it's um, it's a good one. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to rank it slightly lower. I mean, I'm thinking about. I'm not gonna score them right now, but I already told you Montana and Maine are my favorites, um, and West Virginia might be my. F- I really like South Carolina too. That's another one. Like, it might be like my fifth favorite song on the album, but mm-hmm. I like the entire album. Um, 
so I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 7.2, slightly higher than Illinois, but I got to give room for rankings for <laughs> later for Montana and Maine. There's got to be some room in there for those in South Carolina. Absolutely. So I'm going to go 7.2. So yeah, I, I typically rate lower than my guests just because uh, I can't just throw around a bunch of nines and tens. <laughs> and are you keeping track of all your numbers somewhere on a spreadsheet? I am. I am. I, I, I've actually, I started doing that and I need to go back and listen to the ends of episodes. I've recorded so many, I can't remember. I need to go back and, and log those just so I yeah can reference it and be like, wait, do I like it better than this song that I've yeah. already given a, an 8.5, right? Oh, uh, okay. That was fun. So yeah, I knew this would be around an hour and a half episode and we just cracked that. Uh, once I put song clips in, it'll be even longer. So I think we should probably wrap this bad boy up. What do you say? That's probably a good <laughs> idea, yeah. All right, so I think uh, Patreon subscribers, you're, you probably are already aware of our social medias, but we are on Facebook.com uh, slash This Might Be a Podcast. Twitter, This Might Be a Pod. This Might Be a Pod at Gmail. And uh, leave us some voicemails like Spencer here. He's dominating the airwaves. Uh, the the number there is uh, 224. He's probably got it memorized. I don't. No, <laughs> I, don't I do not. 224-801-2930 <laughs> two, uh, two, in Illinois number. Give us a call. It's free if you call from work. And, um, yeah, leave us a voicemail. So thanks, Spencer, for being on. Uh, it's weird that this exclusive is your, your premiere episode, but we'll talk more about your personal history with MIP Giants when we do the Put Your Hand Inside the Puppet Head episode. So we'll talk to you then. Looking forward How's to that it. Sound? Yeah, this yes. was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we were able to talk about the first the first three songs on the State Songs album, three great ones, and uh, hopefully the the rest of the uh, album can be talked about at some point too by somebody. Yes, if not me, by by somebody. Uh, okay, so signing off. Thanks everybody for your Patreon dollars. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you later. Thank you.